Lori Houston's News for the Heart is dedicated to helping you give a voice to your own soul. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggles that keep us from awakening to our true essence. Join Lori now as we delve into our heart and soul to find the path that will open us to the possibilities and lead us to the life we love to live. And good afternoon. This is News for the Heart. And today I have my awesome co-host Nancy Aruda here today in office, which is always fun. Yes. Hello. (laughs) And we're going to talk about what's up in the universal sky from the end, from now until the end of September. And we're going to look at October, which apparently isn't so busy, but apparently November is. So when she comes back in November, we know it's going to be busy. However, uh, so... Hey, Nance. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Good. <laughs> so what's up in the universal sky? <sighs> well, I'm happy to announce that we're out of the Mercury retrograde. Oh, gosh, right? Um, we're still in the post-shadow. The post-shadow goes until September the 19th, officially. However, I'm not really feeling much energy around the Mercury retrograde anymore. In terms of miscommunication or computer issues, it's kind of like everything just kind of resolved itself. Um, so uh, Skype's still doing some. Oh, is it wacky things? Yes. Okay. But yes. So, but I'm I'm grateful that we're out of the retrograde and we're moving forward. Uh, yeah. Right. This particular Mercury direct was a little bit of a difficult one. Um, simply, when it went direct? When it went direct. I know. Because, and there's a reason, it's stationed direct at the exact oh, yeah. same degree as the eclipse. Right? Um, so it, it was reactivating the eclipse energy from August. So a little bit of chaos for some people with that ener- with it stationing direct. On the 17th of September, Mercury will be at the degree that it was at on the day of the eclipse. Okay, so again, there may be another little tiny reactivation, but I don't see it as anything. And when's that? Serious. Oh, seventeenth. Yeah. So, um, and then on the nineteenth, we're out of the post shadow, and Mercury starts its new journey again. Right. So I'm looking forward to that. Back into its normal quick motion. Yes. Yes. Of moving forward, and allowing everybody else to move forward in their day to day environment. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, Mercury's just way too long. <laughs> the Mercury retrograde? Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. know. Cause... Well, it's interesting because people don't feel that way about a Pluto retrograde, which is even longer. Well, yeah, all the other <laughs> ones are longer. It's just that this one, because of the, sh- like, the the shadows don't really affect the outer no. planets. No, it doesn't. But they do With Mercury, Mercury, yeah, the reason being is it's so close to the sun. Right. It's close to the Earth. Um, we really feel the energy of Mercury. We use the energy of Mercury every day. How we communicate, think, speak, read, write, um, you know, any forms of communication. So, and we're very dependent on on communication in our current society, right? right. And communication tools like phones and computers and email and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So because of our dependency on it, when it goes a little wonky, you know, we feel it. Right. So, but again, thank goodness, as of the 19th, we're out of that energy completely moving forward. Yes. (laughs) Um, The end of September may be a little stressful for some people. Um, And stress might be too heavy of a word. 
there's an aspect that we've been working with since December of 2016. And it came back again in the beginning of March 2017. And it's back again September last. 28th. So, and typically we feel these energies. I'm finding with um, outer planet aspects, we can sometimes feel them two weeks before to about a week after where okay. we're integrating the energy. Um, if you require a lot of change in your life or if it's, if it's directly impacting something in your own natal chart, you may even feel it longer than two weeks okay. before. Okay. So there's really no definitive timeline on when people were feeling it. I know I was feeling some of it already um, about a week ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people that I'm talking to are like, we're feeling anxious and we don't know why. And a lot of that has to do with Jupiter opposite Uranus. Okay. It's, it's an energy of like Jupiter's about expansion and growth and the desire to grow. Uranus is chaos or freedom. And typically when we focus on the growth that we desire, we're looking towards that growth to give us some form of freedom. Okay. Right. But before that can actually happen, we need to move through what's unpredictable. We need to move through the unknown, which is the chaos energy of Uranus. So there's a desire for change, but there's also a fear for change at the same time with this energy. And quite often it comes in as this anxiousness or feeling anxious or feeling like anxiety type symptoms right. um, where your heart's just beating a mile a minute. Um, and it'll feel like, you know, your heart just wants to explode out of your chest kind of thing. Um, I'm not picking up on panic attacks necessarily, but there is that that feeling of anxiousness, like you you know something's got to give or you know something's got to change. And that aspect takes place on September 28th. Jupiter will still be in the sign of Libra. So Jupiter will be at 27 degrees of Libra and Uranus is at 27 degrees of Aries. And Jupiter's direct, but Aries, or sorry, Uranus is retrograde. Okay. Um... So it'll be interesting to see how it actually plays out. If you're trying to understand what it is you're working through with this final hit, take a look at what you were experiencing towards the end of December last year. So last year, it took place on December 26th. Okay. Okay. Right. If there was any anxiety or if there was even that sense of, you know how sometimes you just sit in the stillness and you're, you know, something has to change, but you have no clue as to what direction to go. And you might not be feeling that anxiety, but you're feeling a sense of stillness or numbness around you. Okay. So take a look at what was going on in your life then, as well as around March 2nd was the second hit. So a couple weeks before that to a week after, you know, what was going on in your life. And more than likely, it'll connect the dots to what will transpire towards the end of September. Okay. Okay. If you're feeling that sense of anxiousness. Also on September 28th, we have Pluto stationing direct. Pluto stationed retrograde on April 20th. Right. Um, and this particular, like when Pluto retrogrades, we feel it when it shifts. We feel it when it either stations retrograde or we feel it when it stations direct. Um, and again, a week or two before to a week or two after is when we're feeling that energy. Right. Pluto is the evolutionary planet. It's all around our personal evolution. How are we evolving? Okay. Um, it's also like if we look at it in our own chart and we look at what house it's in, it's talking about our own personal evolution as it, as, as it interacts throughout life. Right. Okay. Um, 
But when we look at Pluto on its own, it's more of a generational planet. So it's really about society changing. Being in the sign of Capricorn, it's how is the Earth transforming? Okay. There's a lot of funky stuff going on with the weather lately. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't necessarily contribute that to Pluto energy. Okay. Unless major transformation needs to happen in those areas where they were taking place. Okay. Um, typically when we were dealing with like really crazy, unpredictable weather, you're pulling the Uranus vibe into it. Well, I see, I think about the moons, the moon, absolutely. Yeah. Moon. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so yes, it could be connected to the eclipses. Um, when we deal with destruction, there could be energy with Mars connected to it, but when we're, we're connected to the chaos vibration of it, it's connected to Uranus. Right. Right. And the unpredictability of it. Right. Of course, we have technology now that can predict weather trends. Um, to Not help, very well, but yes. To help prepare some people. Okay. Well, I know a lot of people really prepared oh, for the whole I thing know. in Florida. Well, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but again, it then took, like, you know, there wasn't really any prediction around it when it hit Texas. Right. Right? When the storms hit there. It just kind of, like, appeared overnight. Right. Um, so, you know, we do have equipment that could monitor um, weather, etc. Right. Um, so some might say it's not connected to the Uranus based on, yes, we can predict or forecast weather in the long term. Um, but there are times when we cannot. Right. So when we can't, it's a total Uranus vibe. Right. So with Pluto stationing direct, it's interesting cause I was, um, I'm corresponding with somebody who lives in the United States on Facebook and she had, you know, asked a question to all my astrologer friends out there, what's going on with this weather, right? Or what's going on with the earth. Right. And because she's looking at how the earth is changing, how the weather is changing our reality of earth, you know, tie that into how people are going through some physical changes in their physical body, whether it's improved health or lack of health. And my whole response to that was Pluto and Capricorn. Mm. Okay. When Pluto is in the sign of Capricorn, and it's been there for quite some time now, um, we are transforming our earth. We're transforming our society. We're transforming Mm. all the structures that we have built up over time. Right. And so when Pluto's in this sign, there is a form of, you know, transformation or destruction that needs to happen to the earth element. Okay. Isn't it also Saturn though too with Saturn in Saturn in Sagittarius? Yes. Cause Saturn is also connected to the earth by planet, but in Sag it's, um, it's energy is being amplified or expanded, right? So that there, hopefully there's some higher learning that's integrated into this transformational cycle that we're going through on on a physical level right right Mm -hmm. um so with pluto and capricorn we are looking at transformation of society Mm -hmm. and you know you can you can look at how big business is changing right and that would be if we look at how big business is changing that could be saturn and sag right right um because the old structures don't support so new structures need to be created Right. right when we look at how the earth is transforming um to me, that's a Pluto and Capricorn energy, right? Even if we look at the structures, government structures, okay, whether we like them or not, they're changing, right? Okay, 
um, corporations, how corporations are doing business. It's all changing. A lot of big corporations are really looking at, you know, what their fiscal year is going to look like at the end of this year and try to plan for next year based on numbers that may not be supportive of moving Mm -hmm. forward next year. Right. So there's a lot of transformation happening on a big level. Right. Okay. Um, and, and things got to change. Okay. Our current structure, our current society is, is not operating at its fullest potential. Right. right? So change is inevitable and it should be embraced. And speaking of change <laughs> coming into October. <laughs> right. <laughs> The sign that is all about change, a sign that rules Pluto, a sign of Scorpio, is being activated as Jupiter enters into Scorpio on October the 10th. Right. Um, I mean, people liked people like Jupiter because it's that, you know. Yeah, it's the, it's the expansion. It's growth. It's, yeah. It good feels fortune. good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and However... <laughs> It's it's also very important in if we look at the numerology for 2017. Right. So like in the beginning of the year, I always do the numerology for the year. And 2017, when you add all the digits together, you get a 10. Mm-hmm. 10 or 1 plus 0 equals 1. So we are in a conscious 10-1 year. Okay. The unconscious component of that is the 19 vibration, which is connected to the sun. Right. Okay. So it's saying there are many people out there that are unconsciously operating from ego. Mm. Okay. And hopefully that is changing or transforming as we move through the year. So the number 10 vibration is connected to the planet Jupiter through the tarot. And if we look at the major arcana in the tarot, it's the wheel of fortune. And a lot of people love getting this card. Yep. Okay. In their readings. Because it's like, <laughs> woohoo, energy's going to turn around. Okay. Right. The thing is, we never know which way the wheel is going to turn. Exactly. <laughs> okay. There's good luck and there's bad luck. Okay. Personally, I don't believe in luck. I believe in putting your energy out there and it either works or it doesn't. The reason I say I don't believe in luck is because luck is really a perception. Okay, of where you've been putting your energy. Sure. Right? Um, so, yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I'm having a mind blank. <laughs> Wait, maybe Mercury Retrograde is still playing with me. <laughs> uh, All right. So, as Jupiter moves into... Um, Jupiter is one of the planets, as I said, that was connected to the 2017 yeah. energy. So we look at how it shifts and transforms throughout the year to try and understand what we're learning in 2017. Jupiter went into the sign of Libra on September 9th, 2016. And it had, has been in Libra. It's still in Libra right now. Right. And it will shift into the sign of Scorpio on October 10th. When Jupiter moves into the sign of Scorpio... We're really looking at the expansion component of how we can transform the deepest aspects of our being on a very grandiose level. Right. Okay. So we're looking at inner transformation for a lot of people. Again, Scorpio is a little bit of a relationship sign as well. 
because it's how we're relating to other people's money. It's how we relate to our sexual partners. Yeah, I was going to say. It's how we relate sex. to the government. It's how we mm-hmm. deal with our taxes and our insurances and, and all that, those, those, you know, things that we don't like to pay. Um, <laughs> and it's really about other people's values and beliefs. But when Jupiter goes into Scorpio, you know, when any planet shifts, we can't look at how it's affecting other people. We need to look at how it's affecting us. Right. Right. Other people are simply just catalysts for our own reactions. Okay. And we are all being asked to transform at a very deep level. We're being asked to go dive into our sacral chakra and change a lot of those values and beliefs that we've been holding on to that aren't necessarily ours. Right. Right. Ones that we may have adopted through life, either by our parents projecting their values and beliefs on us, society projecting what they value and believe on us. Um, So and, and our response to those values and beliefs. So it can create little scenarios like when we when we look at our relationship dynamics it can create scenarios in a way that if somebody else is going to trigger something that you truly believe in then you can have an emotional response to that and that emotional response will not be quiet <laughs> it'll be big cuz we're talking about Jupiter and Scorpio right okay so Jupiter is diving deep And is asking us to transform on some level, okay, in a very big way. So be aware of your emotions, your reactions, okay? Jupiter will be in the sign of Scorpio until the end of next year. The end of next year, Let me get the date. It's in towards the fall. I forgot to research that date. Oh, dear. (laughs) But I did bring my ephemeris to look it up. Yeah, well, Jupiter's usually a year. Sometimes it's yeah, a little it's a bit little over. longer. Sometimes it's it's usually a little longer than a year. Yeah, the last one was. Jupiter in Sag is the beginning of November, so around November eighth. Okay. I'm looking for this. Yeah, it's it's November eighth, and my Fremers goes by GMT, so Greenwich Mean Time. Um, 1239 Greenwich Mean Time on November the 8th. So North America, it might be the 7th. Right. 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 So 7th, 8th of November. As in, yeah, I think it's five hours. I know. I always, I don't know why. Directional dyslexia (laughs) is kicking in. (laughs) So right now they are five hours ahead of us. So if it's midnight, Mm -hmm. so that their time it'll be the seventh. Yeah, same day. Uh, No, it'll be the day before. They're ahead. So if it's midnight, their time. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. it's the evening the the day before. Okay. In, in North America. Right. Okay. So, um, it's, it's just over a month, uh, 14 or yeah, 12, 12 months. J- almost over. 13. Yeah. Almost, almost 13. 13. Two days shy of 13 months. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. And you know, people, well, people like Jupiter because it's that happy. Yeah. 
yeah. planet, but it should be a little bit, well, it's going to be a little intense, I guess. It can be. I mean, right? not the whole year or whatever, but I mean, I think it's really about, I mean, everything is always about personal growth, no matter what. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like yeah, we are here to master, but right. Jupiter in Scorpio is self-mastery. Okay, so that's one of the key words for Jupiter in Scorpio. And anybody born with Jupiter in Scorpio are here to actually master themselves in this lifetime, mm. right? Um, so with Jupiter transiting it, everybody's working on self-mastery on some level, okay? There's difficulty at times going into the unconscious mind with Jupiter in Scorpio. However, it is suggested to go into your unconscious mind. Mm. So if you can do any type of regressive therapy work, um, hypnosis, things along those lines, it would be beneficial for you to do it while Jupiter is in Scorpio. Your answers may not be instant, <laughs> but they will help you to change and transform at the core of the issue. Right. Okay. Versus, um, you know, if Jupiter's in any other sign and we do the gr regressive work, you might not get right to the core. You might just be hitting layers before you get to the core. Right. Right. So there is, there's the ability to get to the core with ease. Right. Um, but it doesn't mean the work is easy. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's really good time for any type of regressive work. Okay. Right. Or regression work. Um, what else? You know, uh, unconscious insecurities may come up, but again, they're all connected to your personal values and beliefs versus other people's values and beliefs. Okay. Okay. Anything connected to other people's money. So loans. Okay. Um, mortgages, anything along those lines. Um, you know, be very aware of what it is you're creating. If you've had any issues with that going into this energy, then those issues will be brought to light so that you can work through healing them during so the Jupiter and Scorpio. Is Scorpio connected to the eighth house? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Scorpio is naturally or naturally rules the eighth house. So when I look at a sign and when I look at the house, to me, they mirror each other like they're the exact same thing, right? right? The house might be more detail oriented in terms of the area of life, but the sign is what's amplifying that area of life okay. or letting that house energy shine through. Right. So and that's why I'm pulling in eighth house energies of insurances, government, taxes, credit other people's cards. money, credit cards, loans, like all of that is eighth house energy. Right. OK, which has a rulership under the sign of Scorpio. OK, um, so, yeah, you know, take a look at where Jupiter is in your chart if you want to try and understand and kind of mesh the energies together. So what Jupiter and Scorpio is doing plus the house that it's moving through for you, you'll understand what it is you're transforming at a deeper level. Okay, so um, if you have, for example, Scorpio rising, Jupiter's going to be going through your first house. Whenever Jupiter transits a first house, you're looking at expansion of the physical body. Okay, right. so there's the potential to gain weight. Okay, or to build muscle mass if you're working out. Okay, Um uh, what else? Huge change in self-identity. Okay. Where, and the potential for lots of emotion to be expressed physically. Okay. Jupiter through the second house, there's potential for financial gain. 
Okay. But when we're looking at Jupiter and Scorpio, if it's going through somebody's second house, then there's the potential for financial gain. But there's also that, you know, caution with your finances because you're using potentially other people's money in your best interest. Right. Okay. Um, Jupiter through the third house, you're changing how you're communicating. Okay. You may communicate more emotional or if you're already an emotional communicator, because if you had Scorpio on the third, then there is the potential to be an emotional communicator. Um, then it could be that's either expanded or you learned and healed a lot of the aspects around your emotional nature and you're learning to blend the intellect into those moments where you may have been very emotional, like verbally. Right. Right. So you're going to calm down the emotion by using intellect. Right. Since we're going through the houses, I might yeah, as well keep as going. Well. Mm-hmm. Um, Jupiter in the fourth house, there's the potential to move. Okay. Mm. Um, with the desire to go somewhere bigger. Okay. But it doesn't always happen that way because, like, Jupiter is that back and forth, good luck, bad luck. Okay. Right. Energy. So, um, you know, or there's even the potential to do major renovations in your home. Expected or unexpected. Uh, Jupiter in the fifth house, you can change how you're relating to children or your own children. You're transforming your creativity on a very large level. Uh, Jupiter in the sixth house, work potentially can get very, very chaotic. It can pull on your emotional nature. Isn't it also health related? It can also be health related. So there is the potential, again, to put on weight um, or to move through some some health issues that will help you to grow and expand as an individual or as a soul. Jupiter in the in Scorpio in the seventh house, you can be working through transforming your relationships, becoming either more intimate in your relationships, so having a deeper, more intimate connection in your relationships, or if you're working with the polar opposite energy, there could be severing and letting go of relationships that no longer serve you. Mm. Okay. The same within the eighth house, you could be severing and letting go of relationships that don't serve you. Um, again, uh, government loan issues in the seventh house, there may be legal issues as well. Um, so if we could backtrack one house, uh, there's the potential for legal issues, uh, signing contracts, um, you know, that, that will impact you on a large level. Um, Jupiter and Scorpio in the ninth house would really be about transforming your higher beliefs, mm-hmm. right? Um, shifting your potential religious beliefs. Okay. Getting something published. Okay. That will help other people transform. Okay. Jupiter in the 10th house in the sign of Scorpio, transformation of career is how I'm viewing it. Um, but on a large level. So there is the potential for career growth. Okay. Now keep in mind with Jupiter, you have to be doing the work, right? right? It's not like you can just be, you know, going to your job, giving 50%, you're not going to get 150 back, right? If you've only been doing 50% in your career, you know, the potential for reward is this is the same 50%. If you've been giving 150, then the potential for reward is greater. Okay. Like we always have to measure what we've been doing in the past in order to recognize the growth that's going to happen with Jupiter. If we haven't been putting in the work, we're not going to see the growth, right? Jupiter in the 11th, 
change in relationships and associations um, or with associates, uh, transforming through larger groups of people, okay, or connecting to larger groups of people to assist with your own self-mastery and transformation. Uh, Jupiter in the 12th house, if it's transiting in the sign of Scorpio through the 12th, the ability to go really deep into your mind and get huge awareness of what's going on on a subconscious level. But again, it's not lighthearted. Right. Okay. It's intense. It's intense. So there is an intensity that comes with Jupiter and Scorpio. Well, we all remember when Saturn was in Scorpio. (laughs) Yes. And that that was like restricting change, right? Yes. Um. With Saturn being in Sagittarius and Jupiter going into Scorpio, there's going to be some big changes transpiring. Right. Right. Saturn, you know, is moving through its final degrees of Sagittarius. Whenever Saturn's at 27 degrees of Sagittarius, there's a little bit of conflict. There's a little bit of chaos. There's, you know, we recognize, like, for example, the housing market. When it hit 27 degrees, it's almost like here in Canada, it came to a stop or a standstill, right? right? Um, It's, you know, businesses giving out more money than what they have, right? So in terms of getting mortgages and loans, um, you know, it created a little ripple effect in, in the economy and it will be back at 27 degrees again. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to look up that date because something's telling me now it's in October. Really? No, it's not. No, I didn't think it was. I think it was November. It's November. It is the end of November. So it goes back around the 25th and it is there until around December 4th. Okay. So we'll see what happens at that point in time. Jupiter will be in Scorpio. So the energy is going to be a little bit different than when it was at 27 degrees of Sag before. Right. Right. Um, Because transformations being called for. Right. Right. Um, So yeah, just, you know, breathe deeply, (laughs) move through the energy. (laughs) I find with Jupiter and Libra. So the energy that coming out of, it's kind of a passive energy. Right. But as we move into Jupiter and Scorpio, that passiveness is gone. There's more intensity coming. Okay. Okay. There's other big planetary shifts happening in the next few months as well. Right. But again, we'll talk about that more later. Like we will have um, Saturn going into Capricorn. Okay. Okay. Uh, Saturn loves being in that sign. Right. But don't forget, we also have Pluto in Capricorn. Okay, so right. there may be a little bit more repression happening. When's on a, that happening? Saturn goes into Capricorn. Um, I believe it's December. Mm. Yes. So according to my eph- ephemeris, it is December 20th at 4.49 GMT. Okay. So Greenwich Mean Time. Sorry, right? what date? The 20th of December. Okay. okay, it's shifting signs. Will you be happy? Because it'll be out of... I will be like ecstatic because it's out of Sag. <laughs> Being a Sagittarius, this has been very repressive of my own. And it's it's interesting because if I look at the big picture, it has not been repressive. Okay. But when I experienced it on the day to day to day, 
it felt very repressive, very restricting. Hmm. Okay. Um, but, and, and when I said, when I look at the big picture, it wasn't repressive. So if I look at the last, all the activity that's been going on for me, um, over the last little while, Saturn being directly on my sun sign. Okay. And when Saturn's on your sun sign, it's almost like you can feel your heart chakra closing, right? You feel this heaviness in your chest, mm. right? Cause it's like a repression of your solar energy and the sun resides at the heart chakra. So there was this repression of solar energy. And, and when I think of that, it was like this, this energy of restricting my heart chakra. And as it did, it triggered all kinds of fears that I didn't know existed within my heart chakra. Okay. So that was kind of like the benefit of it. Going through the fear is not easy. Right. Um, But now that I've gone through the fear and I understand it, my heart actually feels like it's opening more and more and more. And it's opening at a quicker, like faster rate of speed. Mm. And, and to me that can sometimes trigger anxiety because now I've got like this big open heart chakra and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with all this love energy? Right. (laughs) Um, so it's been very restrictive in moments and very repressing in moments and, and it'll take you to some pretty dark places at times. But now that Saturn's moving off my sun sign and, and my heart is opening, it's like, it's, it's given this, this whole experience has given me the ability to sustain an open heart. Right. Right. So it's taught me how to hold my heart open. So even though I couldn't hold it open in those times of fear and repression, it's given me this ability after moving through parts of that fear to hold it open at a larger level so that it vibrates at a higher rate of speed. So it's been an interesting journey. Right. 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 And and the way that we look at the benefit of Saturn is if we don't create a proper foundation, and start to build on something without the proper foundation, it collapses. Saturn gives us the opportunity to have a strong foundation so that it's built properly, so that any further growth that Jupiter's bringing in, okay, it can be sustained on this foundation that you've created through that Saturn repression. I don't know if that makes sense at all. (laughs) Okay. But it repairs the foundation. Okay. Okay. So that's the benefit of Saturn. It is like, you know, through time that we get to uh, understand the growth that it brings. Right. Right. So again, in the moment it's difficult, but once you move through it. There's always benefits. There's always a gift. And you start building on that, you know, foundation that you've repaired you do totally tap into the benefit and the gift of it. So, so yeah. Right. So am I going to be happy when it moves into Capricorn? (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. But again, that's opening up a whole new can of worms, depending on where Capricorn is in your chart. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Cool. So, you know, there's not a lot of activity happening in the month of October. However, it does not mean we won't experience a lot of stuff. Right. Okay. So like, cause typically when it's a quiet month, there can be other energies that kick in that, that get us to focus on other areas of life or other distractions. Right. 
Okay. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out in right. terms of, you know, how busy are you going to be? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about the moons? We could talk about the moons. We don't have to. But <laughs> we could. It's going to be a very short show today because October's not busy. Um, so, and, and this particular set of moons... Okay, because we're dealing with the full moon and what the about, new moon. What about the in September? There's got to be a moon that we haven't had yet. You haven't looked it up, have you? I might have. Uh, sure you well, had. Let, let me check my September notes. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been before. No? No. Okay. Not in my notes. <laughs> let me look in the ephemeris. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll just we, we've pretend we're in moon, England so today. <laughs> we've had the full moon, so we've got a new moon happening. All right, September. Yes, we had the full moon on September 6th at 13 degrees of Pisces. It's The Pisces moon is the harvest moon. Right. Right? And it's typically a very bright moon where like, it lets off a lot of light in the night sky. The new moon takes place on september 20th at 27 degrees of virgo okay okay so we're dealing with the polar opposite energy of the pisces full moon you know i find it really difficult sometimes to understand the lunar energies when the full moon comes first and the new moon comes second i much prefer it the other way around but apparently the universe doesn't care what i think in that in that regard (laughs) (laughs) well and it does shift every once in a while. It was it because <laughs> it was because we had two Aquarius yes moons moons full moons or new moons. I think they were full moons. Full moons, yeah, yeah. Two, no, two Leo new moons. Is that what it was? Yeah, there was a Leo new moon at the end of July, and uh, then there was the eclipse new moon mid August. Okay, right with the Aquarius full moon right the beginning of August. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and, and those moons were all about opening your heart. Okay. When we deal with the Pisces Virgo polarity, I should say Virgo Pisces polarity, um, we're focusing on healing on some level. Healing and completing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Aligning with our karma. Aligning with our path of service. So there is the potential for those of you who may be confused around what your path of service is to get some general ideas around, you know, how you're supposed to be serving humanity um, around the 20th of September when the new moon transpires. Okay. Um, and then that brings us into October where we have the full moon in the sign of Aries on October 5th. Um, and when we're dealing with the Aries Libra polarity, cause then the new moon is in Libra on October 19th, I believe. Yes. October 19th is the new moon in Libra. When we're dealing with this polarity, it's really around, um, the self versus others. So again, self-identification, who am I with the, with the full moon? Okay. So you're really going to see who you are on the full moon. And one way to do that is, is look at how others are behaving and what either bothers you or doesn't bother you. 
right? So if you're really noticing reactions from other people that trigger your own inner like angst where you're you're frustrated, then there's something about that behavior that you have that exact same behavior that you need to shift within yourself. Right. Okay. Um, if there's something that you're really, really looking at, like you're praising somebody because they have this wonderful ability, right? Then it's speaking to a desire that you have within yourself so that you can be in more, in more of an alignment with that vibration. Right. Okay. The new moon in Libra is really around anchoring relationships. Okay. Take a look mm -hmm. at any new relationships that are coming into play. Um, how can you anchor your current relationships? Where do you need to put your focus in your relationships? So you'll really be noticing other people, right? And, and other people will become like the forefront of your mind. And, and how can I create more harmonious relationships in my life? Cool. Around the new moon, which is October 19th. Right. Libra. Yes. All right. So, and if it's not relationships, it's peace and harmony. Because oh, Libra's balance. also, yeah, finding the balance, right? And and you could literally be looking for a type of balance in your life as well, right? right. If it, it doesn't have anything to do with people, it could have to do with lifestyle changes, right? So it's, it's a really good time to initiate where you can have more balance in your life on the new moon. Cool. All right. Well, I know that November's going to be busy, so... We just got off of a really busy August, so it's probably oh, yeah. just, you know, maybe I I do hear you. I know that Jupiter will always cause some big stuff, so, and Scorpio, <laughs> you know, it's one of those yeah. signs. That, and, and, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because Scorpio is a very passionate energy. Right. Right? And right. If, if we look at the benefits of Scorpio, it's passionate. Right. Okay. So tap into your inner passion. Okay. Um, you know, let your passion shine through what you're doing. Right. Uh, just don't bite back. Just don't bite back. <laughs> feel or deeply. Sting. Give yourself permission to feel deeply. Just don't react on those feelings because right. it's the reaction that gets people at people's attention. Right. And sometimes it's not the way you want to be gathering attention. Right. 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 So, but let yourself feel deeply. It's healthy to feel things at a very deep level. Right. Right. Um, and again, I'm speaking of all types of emotion. You were right? going to bring up the Mars because it was the next day. Yes. So the day after <laughs> Jupiter the ninth. moves ninth? into the 11th. So Ooh. Jupiter moves into Scorpio on October 10th. 10th. Right. On October the 11th, Mars is square Saturn. So Mars is in Virgo. Saturn's in Sagittarius and this is like it's it's like there's this uncomfortable restraint energy okay efforts at controlling there's the potential for anger frustration and so really be aware of where that anger is coming from again that's a feel deeply energy right. you have to let yourself move through the anger um so that you can feel what's at the core it's Mars and what? issue Mars square Saturn. It was Saturn. Okay. Yeah. Right. You may find your activities meet with resistance, right? right. But we're really being tested on self-control. Okay. The only thing we are in control of is ourself. Right. 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 Yeah, absolutely. So Always. remember that. Yeah. 
don't try to control others. If you try mm-hmm. to control others, that's where you get that anger and frustration stuff coming up. But if you keep your own self in check, keep yourself under control, be aware of your emotional responses, then, you know, you're learning the lesson a lot easier right. than if you're not in control of your own emotional responses. Right. So a little tidbit for the day after. Yeah. Yeah. Which Scorpio. you'll feel a couple of days before to a right. couple of days after. <laughs> right. So right. around that time, there will be a shift. Okay. Right. Um, and again, most people assume because it's Jupiter, it's beneficial. Like everything's going to turn around. Mm-hmm. My life is going to mm-hmm. be great. And yes, that is a potential. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there's still a little bit of work to be done before you reap that benefit. Right. 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 So, yeah. Okay. For most people. Okay. There's, you know, the odd exception where somebody might win the lottery that day. Okay. And for them, they'll have a huge beneficial reward being given to them and presented them <laughs> to them on that particular moment in time. There you go. Okay. But again, look at the odds of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well. You have been listening to News for the Heart. We'll be getting the heart of what matters as to what's up in the universal sky. If you want to know more about Nancy, well, she's on my newsletter, but now she's finally got her website up and running um, that she can now do her own things. (laughs) So go to universalsky.com, check out her her own blog to uh, get more details. And uh, hey... Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. And we'll be back sometime, probably the end of, of October. October. I brought my agenda, so we will plan a date. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you've been listening to News for the Heart, and we'll be back next week. Have a question for Lori and want to be on the next News from the Heart show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. News from the Heart is brought to you by Intuitive Soul and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.